welcome to the Own Your Health Podcast. I'm Cindy Lynn, and I can't wait to help you step into your health power. Today, we're going to talk about getting your full health picture. It's pretty hard to own something if you don't exactly know what it is. So we're going to talk about three areas where you may want to gather your information so that you can start to get a picture of what's going on with your health. The first of these is obvious, it's your medical records. Now, most medical records today are available in what are called the portals. So as the patient, you can sign into a website and you can see what your test results were for your chem panel or what your test results were for a chest X-ray. And you can also see reports for some of the more complex tests that are run, things like CT scans or MRIs. Now, this information is there on that site, but I would encourage you to download and yes, actually print out copies of your most recent, or when it comes to lab reports, maybe your two or three most recent test results. And I recommend this for a couple of reasons. One, I want you to actually look at them because what I've found with clients and what I've found with that healthcare system in the many years that I've been working in it is that when you look at your actual values, and we can use cholesterol as an example, your numbers, your values of what your body is doing may not have changed over the years but your doctor's recommendations for that same value may be changing. And what does that mean? It means it's probably time to ask a question. So if a particular value for something like cholesterol was fine for a number of years, and all of a sudden now the doctor wants to make other recommendations for things like medication or, or dietary changes, then you can be in a good position to ask the question, why? Now, this isn't about me. This podcast isn't about me telling you what to do with your particular medical information. It's about empowering you to know when to ask questions. And if you've looked at your records, and I know a lot of people do this because it seems like it's very complex to get into, and you look down the side of lab results and you see, oh, everything looks normal. Or, oh, there's two of them that they have marked as high or two of them that they have marked as low. Even with that bit of information, you're better equipped to ask your physician, okay, these lab results for the last two years were normal. Now this says that it's low. What does that mean? What does it mean is going on in my body? What can I do about it? Do I have to do something about it? What would be the ideal? You're better prepared to ask these questions. Because I'll tell you, physicians look at thousands of numbers a day in terms of lab results. You're the one that needs to advocate for your specific test results for your body and for the outcomes that you want. So I highly encourage you to Get this information in front of you. Take more than just a cursory glance at it. Compare, how, compare what things were to what they are now. 
recognize trends, and you can do all of this without having a super strong medical background. It's just information that will equip you much better to ask questions. Now, the second reason it's a really good idea to have at least your most recent medical records printed out is that my clients have been reporting extremely long lead times in getting medical records transferred to specialists. And it's especially true if the specialists are out of network, so they're not in that same portal, or if you're choosing some other type of healthcare that is not part of the traditional system. Sometimes that request for records simply doesn't get, doesn't get a response. And we can argue all day about if that's good or bad or, or what it should be, but the fact of the matter is if you're seeking help for a particular situation, you're always in a better position when you have those records and that information to bring along with you. So if you were to go into your portal now and it seems like an overwhelming amount, start with just the most recent. If you're going to go to another practitioner, pick the most relevant. So if it's um, an issue you're having with your knee and you're going to see somebody new, then go ahead and print out the results of the MRI on that knee or the CT on that knee or x-ray or whatever the case may be. Pick the most relevant ones. But I encourage you to accumulate a record of your health as viewed by the medical system. And you have either directly or indirectly paid for all of those tests, and you are absolutely legally entitled to all of those results. So it's a good idea to have some of them in your hands. Now, the next area that you may not think of as much is your dental records. And this doesn't mean that you have to have um, an exact outline of every tooth that's been filled or every crown you've had, or I'm, I'm the absolute queen of dental care, unfortunately. Um, and I don't have all each and every one of those records. But I do know what medications I've been given when I've had things like an infection. I do know what medications I tolerate when I've when I've gone to see the dentist and how, how my body has handled those things. So at the very least, make some notes about your dental history and what you've encountered along the way, especially if there's been any medications involved. And then the final category is one that you probably don't think of very often. But in terms of getting a complete picture of how we are taking care of our health, we really need to look at what our home practices are. And you might, your, your first response might be, well, I don't have any home practices or I don't, you know, I don't take anything or I, um, but I'm guessing if you've tuned into this podcast and you're interested in owning your health, that you do have some practices you're doing, even if you've been doing them so long, you don't even think about it. I encourage you to capture these in your home health record. So for example, if you take supplements, I encourage you to record them. You can use a spreadsheet, you can use graph paper, you can use regular paper, you can type it out in a Word doc, but take a look and actually formalize 
the list of what you're taking, how much you're taking, and why you're taking it. And this is good for a couple of reasons. This is a good list to have if you need to go seek medical care at a facility or from a healthcare provider. It's very easy then to show them the list of these are the things that I'm taking. It's also a very good practice for you to recognize why you're taking some of the supplements you've been taking. If you're like me, some of them you've been taking for a very long time. And it's a good idea to have not only the amounts to make sure that you're continuing to take the amounts or if you've changed the amounts, uh, the dosages of, of supplements that you're taking, that you keep track of that, but also the reason why you're taking them. And that's because we can get kind of lost. We can, we can see something that looks new and looks good and start taking that. And without this inventory, we may be doubling up on supplements or we may be able to rotate things out. We may be able to make changes. It's always easier to make smart choices when we have information in front of us. So besides things like supplements that you may be taking, what are your health practices? Do you do oil pulling? Do you do tongue scraping? Do you drink hot lemon water in the morning? Do you have a nighttime ritual of what you do before you go to bed? Do you take Epsom salt baths? Uh, are you a sauna person? These are all health practices that we want to capture so that as we look at how our health changes over time, we have the opportunity to see, oh, you know what? When I started doing the sauna three times a week, it, I felt different. It really seemed to make a difference. Okay, let's see what four days a week does. Or if three days a week doesn't feel any different than two days a week, maybe that's not how you want to spend that time. I'm kind of a, almost the more sauna better person, but everybody is unique and individual. And Part of the reason, and this is something that we talk about in the, in the Heal Your Life Circle, the community that I've established for women who have gone through a diagnosis and kind of lost themselves in that diagnosis. One of the reasons that we collect this information and that we become aware of this and bring it to the forefront of our mind is that very often we are doing so many things to take care of ourselves. We're doing so many things for our health. And we don't take credit. We just always have this message in our mind that I should be doing more or I should be doing something else. So I'm a huge advocate for taking credit for what you're already doing. Um, another type of practice that many of us are engaged in is monitoring. Do you monitor your blood pressure on a regular basis? That can be super helpful if you're on blood pressure medication, or for example, if you've gone to the doctor and they say, you know, your blood pressure is kind of high. Why don't you come back in a couple of weeks and have it checked again? Now it's extremely easy to get inexpensive medical equipment at home where you can check your blood pressure when you're calm, when you're at home, and you can actually get sort of the real reading that reflects what your body is doing throughout the course of the day. 
And I say the real reading, not that the doctor's office reading is less accurate or less real, but if you've been in a rush to get to the doctor, there's traffic on the way there, you're stuck in the waiting room, you're put in the room in a gown, you're waiting for the, the, um, the PA or the nurse to come in and take your blood pressure, those can be anxiety producing situations or it can be frustrating. You're late, you're running behind, the service seems to be terrible. You're going to feel frustrated and you know what's going to happen? Your blood pressure is going to go up. So when they finally come in and they take it, it's going to seem high. So if you have been requested to come back in a few weeks to get another blood pressure taken, it will be much more valid if you come in with two weeks of daily blood pressures that you've taken at home when you're comfortable, when you're not angry, when you haven't been through traffic, and when nobody's been making you wait. You'll have a much better picture of what your blood pressure is throughout the day. Now, if you take that blood pressure every day, say at the same time, 10 o'clock in the morning, for those two weeks, record all of that, show that to the physician, that data that you've collected is actually going to carry a lot more weight than the one single pressure that they'll take in the office. And that may mean the difference between you having a drug prescribed for you and the doctor's office just recognizing, oh yeah, they were this person was under stress when they were here. Now, whether they recognize it's because of all of the things they put you through when you get to the office and all the things that happen leading up, I can't comment on that. But I do know that even two weeks worth of daily regular blood pressure values will be a better set of data and a highly utilized set of data for doctors to make their, to make their decisions about medications, about prescriptions, about any recommendations that they make. And a lot of people have shifted to this model. A lot of people have been put on, on uh, blood pressure medications. They want to make other changes in their lives and it's a way for them to monitor on a daily basis. It's non-invasive, it's very low cost. And as the person who's owning their health, you get real-time data. Another area where this is very commonly done now, very easy to do, is monitoring your blood glucose levels or blood sugars. Historically and typically, you would be fasted, in a fasted state, meaning that you have an appointment for labs to be drawn. So you don't eat anything after midnight or whatever the prescribed time is. You go in, you have the blood drawn, and that gives the physician a fasting blood glucose. And now you get another value, which is uh, HbA1c, which is the cumulative value of uh, two to three months of what your, your blood sugar levels are doing. And that data can be helpful over the long run, but it can also be helpful if you choose to monitor your blood glucose levels yourself to see what specific things affect it on a more day-to-day, -day, even moment-to-moment -moment basis. Now, people do this with continuous blood glucose monitors that they wear, or they do it with simple finger stick devices that are also very inexpensive. And this is a super good way to tell you 
uh, about how exercise affects your body, about how fruit affects your body, about how ice cream affects your body, all of these other kinds of things, even stress. Again, this is information that you can gather, that you can easily get information about in order to see what in your life is affecting your blood sugar levels. Because it may not be the same for you as it is for someone else. And when that blood level, when the fasting blood glucose or when the HbA1c is, is drawn, that's one single data point over a two or three month period. And that doesn't direct any new behavior. And a big piece of owning your health is being able to look at information pertaining to what you're doing, make changes, and then gather the information yourself again. Um, let me think, what else is there? Um, heart rate monitoring. That's another thing that's very easy to do. There's a lot of devices now, be it watch, rings, chest band, to monitor your heart rate as you exercise, to give you a picture of how your body responds to exercise. Now, I know one of the thoughts that come along with this, just like with printing out your medical records and looking at them is, I don't know about all this stuff. But you know what? You can learn. It's very easy in small bites to look at your blood pressure on a day-to-day -day basis and say, you know what? It's pretty much the same all the time and it's nowhere near what it was in my doctor's office. So I believe I was probably just nervous and upset when I was in the office, okay? That's not a tremendous amount of learning that goes into that, right? That's just looking at information over a period of time and comparing it to other information. And you may also find when you're monitoring blood pressure at home, if you've been on a very contentious phone call or you've had an argument with someone you love or you've been stuck in traffic before you have your blood pressure taken, those readings may show that your blood pressure is higher after those events. Given that simple piece of information, then you can ask yourself the question, how can I remain more calm? How can I be less stressed? How can I make changes? that make these numbers change. And when you realize, especially with points like these, with blood sugars, with um, uh, blood pressures, with heart rates, these change moment to moment. So you can get absolutely direct ideas about what causes and effects are. And to be able to own that, at that level of detail is always going to be more specific and more actionable than having blood work drawn once or twice a year. So I highly encourage you to capture not only the actual information and data, but also capture the practices that you're doing for your health. Look at if they're doing what you wanted them to do, and if not, maybe you need to make some adjustments. And then look at what you're monitoring. 
and maybe ask yourself what you'd like to monitor. If you've gotten abnormal values from your physician and their test results in the past, would being able to monitor it or get more data allow you to make better choices and own your health? So that's all for this episode. Absolutely send in any questions you have. Uh, and until we're together again, let's own it. The information contained in this podcast is provided for educational purposes only. It is not intended as medical advice. I am a nurse, but I'm not your nurse. Please see your personal health care provider for any concerns.